be a good match. We'll definitely um, tune in. Triggered Reds, back at it. It's been a while, but you know we never go away, do we? And uh, <laughs> roll on twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting the old um, posh introductions that you used to do that become famous amongst the how many listeners in particular. Matt was a big fan of uh, Stephen's introductions to the show. Well, I'll get back on them in good time. It's all about form and poddy grooving and that. Um, yeah, you've got to get back into the rhythm, haven't you? I think it's easy to say, oh, well, we were flying until COVID happened because obviously we didn't have a huge fan base, but <laughs> we were in a nice rhythm of doing them and putting the time in and spending time staying up late, editing the videos and getting it out there and our uh, young technical uh, maestro, Mr. Sorensen, had us on every platform, so you can still find us on. What are we on? What aren't we on is the question. You've got Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, um, Deezer. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. YouTube. We are, yeah. We're on some sort of other FM. Are we on an FM? Yeah. Oh, that's sick, that. Sorted it, lad. I wonder Time if you up. can, um, how do you get, uh, could you like listen to that in the car, like on the radio then? Not on the radio, but it'd just be an app, I think. Um, to be honest, I've not bothered listening to us on iHeart FM, but Spotify, yeah. It's good to know you're out there, isn't it? Yeah, on, on all platforms. Yeah, definitely. We're, um, we've stepped our game up at Step the minute. Young gamer. <laughs> we've got um, young gamer. blue snowballs, I think they're called, aren't they? Yeah, we've got three blue snowballs. See, at the time, fans, when um, it all shut down, we were going to have our first guest on. We actually signed Brendan Rogers to do it. No, we didn't, <laughs> but we were going to have our first guest on. and He was a blue. Yeah, we, I bought, we bought three high-end microphones. That didn't happen. And then we've just been stuck here with good equipment for ages. And, um, good equipment and good intentions. So this is our first run with the high-end microphones. Blue Snowballs, they're called, if anyone's interested in out there. I've, I've looked them up. Link in description. Yeah. Uh, we were going to do a, a whole host of things. We were going to do video stuff. We were going to... We even had the option to record in the old barn if you've ever frequented that uh, establishment in the Anfield area. But obviously everything went tits up with COVID. But we're back now. Lot, lot, lots of shit. There's a little brass house around the corner. <laughs> there is a brass house, yeah. Less than a fiver for all your needs. Uh, Steve's frequented it many a time. but And it's also on a Shield Road uh, special about prostitutes in Liverpool if you've ever watched that. But lots of shit has gone down. We spoke about it yesterday. It's been all kinds of shit happening in the world. We've had pandemics. We've had George Floyd. We've had Donald Trump. And we've had Liverpool finally lift the title. So, <clears throat> But the biggest thing that's happened out of all them, at the ripe old age of 29, David finally lost his virginity. Oh, yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> that was decent. It was decent. Brief and painful, but it was good. Yeah. Um, so literally yesterday we were out. Good lad. We were in the cabbage hall. We were with... We were in a bubble. We were friends having a little dance. We had a little dance. We had a little tikka masala. We watched um, Liverpool West Brom, um, which was just terrible, really, to, to watch. We went with uh, my uncle. Eddie had asked me out to watch the game. Um, one of our mates that was there, he, he'd been climbing the walls in the house. So 
I'd had plans with Steve for about a week. We were going to have a nice quiet night in, a few drinks, record the podcast. So we end up watching West Brom in the cabbage. Um, and it, it was decent. It was nice to be out there. But the game was just awful, wasn't it? I think at one point they were playing a 6-4 formation. Uh, West yeah, Brom. I and saw one of them on the bar just waiting. Just sitting there yeah. to clear up anything that, it, that was such a barring opportunity. But I don't know what to think about that game. I think it's just... You, you watch the game, those games, the Fulham game, the West Brom game, mm. they're crying out for a Thiago, aren't they? Yeah. They're crying out for someone in midfield with a bit of bollocks. And I know Curtis Jones has got that, but he's not quite there yet. And we did discuss his involvement in the goal and Stevens uh, against that sort of thing, aren't you, really? Against what, sorry? Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. We'll get to that. Um, with Jones, though, yeah, he's very dynamic, isn't he? Very direct and a, a beautiful touch. Like Beautiful human being. We were talking about this the other week, and there's something in players that you can't teach. And I've got a hypothesis, and David shares it with me, that in Liverpool, there's a lot of good footballers. Like, you just play on the streets, and everyone's a decent player, aren't they? Like, more yeah. often than not. So, you know, particularly in North Liverpool as well, like, that just seems to be the case, what I've found. Uh, I'm sure you agree. But, like, there's just something with lads at, like, the age of 12, 13, where the touch is already there. And they, what you need after that is academy training. So, you get players like um, Jay Spearham, for example. Like, he probably wouldn't have been blessed with the ability someone like Jones has got, you know, naturally. Definitely not. But there's a lot of players in around Liverpool, around the Northwest, really, where they've got that that you can't teach already. And all they need to go to the next level is the academy type of training, which Jones has flourished in, and he just needs more games and that. But yeah, yeah, what you were on about yesterday is when Jones gave the ball away, and then we ended up conceding because of that effectively didn't we and we were in the cabbage or like a few people were going you know shouting dickhead at jones and i can understand why but he's just a kid really but my, my whole thing with that is i will shout at a player like at the telly or at the match i'll moan at them if they've directly contributed to that goal but my thing is when there's two phases of play or whatever after the goal I'm like, we'll give him a break. That's my thing on it. Well, he didn't, Klopp didn't mention it in the articles I was reading this morning. And I know what you're saying, but the only thing with me is when you've got the ball in that position that he had the ball in, the pass was straight on to the centre-back to the left. All he had to do was give it. But he took an extra touch, then gave it, and that's when the player intercepted the ball. And the only problem with that is, and to, to counteract your argument, is the player's body position's already set they're already moving forward to counter-attack. They're already stepping out to play their attackers offside, so they have to follow them out. So when that happens, they have to reset. And when they reset, they're never going to be ready for that for that interchange, that second phase of play. And that's why it goes out for the corner. So even if they got the ball from Jonesy, yeah. it's behind them effectively. Yeah. yeah. But they, they would have, if he passed it when he should have passed it, they would have got the ball to feet, played it straight out to Robbo, and now we're on the break. And that's what's so good and not bad, because bad's not the right way, but it's our blessing and our curse at the same time. We're so eager to counter-press that our body position's already open to the field. Oh, you're right. Whereas if it was like an Everton, 
they wouldn't be thinking like that. They'd mm-hmm. be better equipped to to defend the second phase and third phase of play. And then obviously we defend, we we concede the corner, and you know they, they you know they score. And I was reading what Aldice was saying. He was like, you know, we got better in the second half. We were able to pass the ball better, and there was moments of quality for the goal. Jesus Christ, if that's a moment of quality, like what what type of football are you watching? You got <laughs> teams like West Brom. I appreciate West Brom. I've got to play that game, and yeah. you know credit to them. When you got teams like Tottenham. Like I was reading an article on Sky Sports today, and it was a it was called "Why Are Tottenham So Negative?" And when like you go through all the games, they were saying like they got seven points against like like I think it was like City, United, and Chelsea or something like that, and they all got praised. It was Arsenal actually. They got praised about how they played and defensive masterclass and blah blah blah. But then when you think about like Will Wolves yesterday or Crystal Palace in the second half, they had something like three shots. Yeah. And like Harry Kane drops into the midfield to make it a six. <clears throat> and as good as he is in that area, that's not where you want Harry Kane. I'm not asked. Oh, not the six. No, he made the midfield a six. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Not a, <laughs> I thought you meant Kane was literally playing the number six. He the, probably could play the six. He's the got Fabini- great, great vision. The Fabinho role, yeah. It's no, fucking yeah. crazy. Like, he is good, Kane. Like Kane you know. is great, and there was a passage of play yesterday when he just dribbled like past three or four in a close, confined space, and He's made um, my opinions on him change because I was like, he's just a striker. He can't do anything else. But when you're that good at what, what he does, that's where he needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know it's to I know it's to congest him in field and to win the ball back up high. And I know it's to use Son's pace to put him in. But that's too specific a tool to rely on to win games. Mm. You can't just rely on the fact that, right, we're going to play this way. We're going to play so fucking deep against every team in the league and we're just going to rely on Sonny to score. Because if you're playing a team like West Brom, that's not going to happen. You're not going to have that space. You've got to adapt. You've got players in the team that are internationals, quality fucking players that would get into Liverpool's team, arguably. Kane would, Sonny would. um... Yeah, well, there's an argument there that, you know, Tottenham fans would probably reject Firmino and Mane, for example, instead of Kane and Son. Yeah, and you and wouldn't blame so. them. And there'd be a lot of Liverpool fans who'd reject Son and Kane instead of Mane and Firmino. And yeah, I can I can see both why they would. You wouldn't blame but, them at um, all. But Kane and Son, like they are a good duo, aren't they? Who've they got on the right? Is it Bergwijn or does Bale play enough? Bale's injured at the oh, minute, isn't he? And that was shock. always going to be the risk with him. Yeah. But um, you know, he's gonna he's got that bit of stardust, hasn't he? And he, you could play Bale in that Kane role. You know that mm. it's like a deep ten at the minute, isn't it? Who is the right side then? Is it Bergwijn? They've got Bergwijn, but he goes either side, doesn't he? Just like your sexual orientation. Well, yeah, there is that. But yeah, because I was going to say he hit the post against us from the left, didn't he? So, yeah, I think the, there's a, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of fuckery going on in the press conferences in, in recent times, and, and you got Lucas Moura. Lucas Moura's good, but he's kind of been dropped. Ali's been dropped. He's kind of reinvigorated and, this uh, tanky and Dombele. Rightly so with Deli Ali. Yeah, he's shit. Yeah, I mean he had a good game that Tangy and Dombele yesterday mm. and he looked like the player that he kind of bought but I kind of look at him like I look at Naby Keita or us like yeah, he just agreed. hasn't done it yet and Tangy hasn't had that many injury problems from what I've seen but with us and Keita when you actually watched the, the Crystal Palace game back 7-0-1 yeah, yeah he actually played well when you watch it back yeah yeah and when yeah. you watched like, his statistics about forward passing and all that well, he got the assist for Manny didn't he I yeah think. well no it was Bobby but oh. he put the ball in which led to the little 
for a of challenges yeah. and then Bobby just chopped that pass into Mane but fair dues um, yeah I don't know what to think about him I think he, he with our midfield now surely to Christ Thiago's got to play the next game I don't know who have we got next um, tomorrow in it we play or the next day I'll have to check I'll, I'll come check back to that. that yeah but just digressing on Tottenham and coming back to us that Fulham game that was a draw I wasn't annoyed with them because they came to play he played well and it very was aggressive in the game I couldn't say we deserved the win and I never like get wound up about that or annoyed when another team if, if Liverpool don't deserve it on the day I'm, ne- I'm never that bothered to be honest I'm like well what can you do there they just played better than we they played their game the only team that can defeat game. us is us yeah like if we play like we played against Palace teams won't have a chance um, and you're right and like Play teams that step up and play, and they don't take any shit. Yeah, fair dues. That's it. I'm never annoyed when, like I say, the other team plays their game better than our game. But and then coming back to West Brom yesterday, um, like you said, then what do we expect? Of course they're gonna do that. The two Alla, two gonna say the two Allardyces managing the two Sammies <laughs> managing them, and it's West Brom at Anfield, like. You know what they're going to do, like, three days prior. You could play West Brom in six months, have six months prep. We know what they're going to do, like, under Allardyce. But that is Klopp's kryptonite, isn't it? Sometimes he breaks it down, but mm. sometimes he just can't do it. Well, last like, year we broke them down, teams. but every other year we haven't. Yeah. Well, last year and the year before have been anomalies, haven't they? I think this year the Premier League's just back to normal pitch wise you know not with the fans or anything but just because we were outliers last year and then it was City and it was the year before City the year before it's back now where but, there's no more outliers it's just this is regular football like anyone can take points off anyone it we, was just so rare that we dominated last year we were talking we, we about Everton yesterday and what do you lost three or four on the run or whatever they lost and now the second in the league. Yeah. Now we lost four games over two seasons. That's crazy. That. Four games over two seasons. So you couldn't get into the top four if you lost seven, eight, nine, ten games. But now you can, and the Premier League's so open. You know, VAR, I, I believe, took six, maybe eight points off us this season already. Well, the whole, sorry to interrupt, the whole VAR pool has been debunked. I'm not asked. Yeah. Like, we have not benefited from that. United are the bin- United biggest United have been the biggest beneficiaries, yeah. You know, they got, like, we were talking about Fernandez, quality player, but someone was saying that no one scored more goals than Bruno Fernandez since he signed. Fucking hell, they're all pens. One like, I know them, you've still got to put them in, but... Lad, one of them, he stood on the Villa player. I don't, let's just say it was Tyrone Mings last season. Mings, it. He stood on him and got a penalty for it. And then scored the pen, obviously. Honestly, it's a fucking and shit show. it went to VAR. It clearly shows Fernandez committing the foul. It should be a Villa free kick. Do you give it a penalty to United? There was the one at Old Trafford, weren't it, last year when um, who was fouled for us, Fabinho or Matip, and then United went on the counter. Jamesy whipped it in, and Rashford scored. Yeah, and it should have been a foul to Liverpool. So they they only scored in that game because they got a VAR decision. Which should have went for us, go for them. Well, you you look at it now. Like I, I was just looking at the running there, and we've got an interesting running. I'll, I'll get to that in a sec, and we'll touch on the Wijnaldum contract news as well. Mm. Um, but I think like 
With that game against Everton, it's been well documented. The goal should have stood, and you've robbed Henderson of a captain's goal at Goodison to win the derby. Do you know what I mean? Completely different game because it, it goes back to Pickford being butterfingers again. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, hundred like percent. And we should have won that game, and then we'd be, you know, what are we? Three points ahead of Everton, we'd be five points ahead of Everton, and you yeah. know, there's all that what comes to it, and it's a derby yeah. win and all the rest of it, but. There's just so much that's wrong with it at the minute, and it's happening in every game. Like even the Everton game, like fucking Cavani, he does like the most narrow throat choke I've ever seen on a man. It's like he was choking his fucking Adam's apple. Yeah. He didn't have his hand around his throat; he had his finger around his fucking Adam's apple. Yeah. It was like the randomest thing ever. Like it's still just wrong. It all was the like time. A, it was like a clit grab, <laughs> tushy squeeze. <laughs> um, but yeah, our running. So we got Newcastle next on on Wednesday. And then we've got Southampton, which will be really interesting because they're on fire. They've got some injuries now. Of course, Ings, he's been injured again, which is a shame for him. And then we've got Villa in the FA Cup. And then we've got United, Burnley, Tottenham. Now, Burnley are always a cunt. Yeah. Like, he, he's another one of them, Sean Dice, that just does not want Liverpool to, to, to play and to win. And, you you know, fair dues, like, what he's done at that club is a fucking minor miracle. But um, that that's, you know, it's an, it's an interesting run and... The way our form's been going, it's like win, draw, win, draw, win, win, draw. Yeah. You know, we need to get we need to get into the rhythm of winning them games. And if we did play like we were playing last season, granted Verge is injured, but we've conceded less since Verge has been gone. Obviously, the Villa game had an impact on that. We'd be fucking 15 points clear now. Oh, no. Yeah. You, well, that's sort of the example, eh? You can't think too far ahead. You're not going to think, oh, my God, we've got Burnley in four games. But, for example... You know how Burnley are going to set up already now, don't you? Yeah. Can we conquer it, basically? But, you know, I'll credit that. She signed a few ballers in Snodgrass, Robbie Brady, and um, J-Rod. J-Rod. J-Rod, fucking hell. What is he fucking ba- baseballer, Alex Rodriguez? <laughs> That's what they call him, J-Rod. But I just thought it was funny, like, I'm talking like I'm his mate, but... Um, you were fucking J-Reezy down the Burnley arms. Nobody's tried to sign some players that can actually play. I don't well, know if you've seen, like, that Brady and Snodgrass. Yeah, and that, yeah, like, yeah. They, Brady, they've got Brady's, good whips on them. Do you remember last season we were having, like, the salad debate about his conversion rate? Yeah, yeah. Well, J-Rod, as you've affectionately <laughs> named him... He, his conversion rate was silly. It was like um, <clears throat> he scored something like twenty goals in, in out, out of forty nine shots or something mad in all in all competitions. Because I was saying like Salah scored like nineteen from one hundred and thirty eight shots. Yeah, and we were having that debate. I mean, he, this year he's been absolutely clinical. Yeah. Um, See that there, Tiemans and Vardy are on the bench there for Leicester. Vardy, yeah, that's mad. Well, they, that's the thing with Leicester, you know. They're still very reliant on on Vardy, um, and I was watching the that podcast, the, um, the oh, what's it called, the Beautiful Game podcast. And I can't remember the the hosts' names of it, but um, they had Brendan on about six months ago, and he had Stud John recently. It was quite good. I think a couple of the lads on it are Reds, and one of them's a Gooner. Mm. But um, obviously, they were they were quizzing Brendan on how things have gone at Leicester and this, that, and the other. And you know, Vardy is like fucking. He's, he's like Benjamin Button, isn't he? Like, he's getting fucking younger as he's getting older. Like, when he first started off, he was shit. He was erratic and he was everywhere. I remember Leicester beat United 5-2. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that game? Under, was it Nigel um, Tight-Cut Pearson? Oh, that buzz cut. Yeah, it was him. Wasn't yeah, he's got the, the tightest buzz cut United we've ever seen. Had, United had Di Maria and Falcao. I'm sure Di Maria scored like, a yeah, lovely lob did, yeah. in that game. But, um, 
Yeah, I remember seeing him and I'm thinking, fucking hell, he's got a bit, but you think he was going to be a flash in the pan, but he has been quality. I know they've got, uh, is it Kachi Inacho or whatever his name is? Yeah. Is that an, oh, there he is, yeah. yeah. Shrewd signing at the time. But well, he was a proper really poacher, him, yeah. wasn't he, for, for City? Yeah. I remember when, like, they sold him and I was like, is Jesus any better than him, you know, at the time? Yeah, yeah. Because I just thought Jesus was a bit of a poacher. That goal he scored against us this year was cute, but... Well, he come on the scene when Rashford sort of did, so it was like City had an answer to Rashford in Ayanacho, but yeah. obviously Rashford's like clearly better. Well, I was just looking there at the article for Wijnaldum. They've offered him a deal, haven't they, uh, at, the, at Liverpool? Yeah. From January 1st, he's free to talk to foreign clubs. And obviously, you know, Barcelona a day. Barcelona what fourth at the minute. I think they're about 12 points off at Let's Go Madrid. I've got to be honest, I've not really kept up with any of the leagues. Barcelona in but the I top know, four. I know Atletico are top, and at one point, Barcelona were eighth. Yeah, Atletico are top. I'll just pull up the league here. And um, obviously, that's a bit of a fuck you to Suarez, to Barca, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, big time. Laddie only went for five million. I would, I would have fucking resigned him for that. Yeah, for that. You're not losing. It's... What, no damage control there, is it? It's just, it's um potential reward and zero risk, isn't it? Like, well, let's be honest. 100%. Like, Firmino's injured or he's unfit. Like, Luis Suarez. Well, look at the at situation age. we're in now with um, with Jota getting injured and Bobby having to play. Yeah. Granted, Bobby's form's the best it's been in three years at the minute, but the table as it stands now, Atletico are top on 32, Real Madrid are on 32, but Atletico Madrid have got two games in hand on, Madrid, on, on Real Madrid. They've only played 13 and the goal difference is 21. Mm. Real just don't, it's, it's goal difference is 13. Barcelona have played one game more than Atletico Madrid and are on 24 points. Yeah, Barca, that club's just a bit of a mess. The transfer policy is just whack. Like, whack. They need Sanjerod. They're paying like 80 million for like random, like old players. Like, they signed Paulinho from China for 40 mil. Who was that lad they signed? Granted, the striker. Like, granted, Paulinho, he was scoring goals, weren't he? So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that is a good signing, but you wouldn't do that at the time. They got Braithwaite. That's it. But they got him as an emergency signing because they had too many injuries, which is just a fucking joke. Well, last season, That's they football. offered Everton 80 million in January for Carlson. Did they, uh, yeah, and it got rejected. Like, no, the off, there was a formal offer made, eighty million quid. But they've um, since you know Lamassia sort of died out. The transfers have just been a wall. I think. Yeah, it's like sign him for that much money. Um, we don't. They're obsessed with the profile, aren't they? Signing the player, and for them, it's also about image and image rights. Yeah, so well, like Griezmann, he's marketable. He's sponsored by Xbox. Fortnite. But he's flopped, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he scored a few, hasn't he? But he's not as athletic. Dembele as well. He's or flopped. As, even as France self. Dembele is a big one because he'd only had a handful of games for Dortmund, and he were happy to just shell out one hundred odd million for him. Granted, he had the Neymar money, but do do some due diligence. Yeah. Like, haven't you got anyone who can just plug the gap for a bit? Out well, the academy. I or? mean, you sign Coutinho, you think that's a match made in heaven. And last season, his form did improve at Bayern. They made it clear they didn't want to buy him. And now he stayed at Barca. Mm. And he's playing for Barca, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, it's, it's not really worked out. And if you go back through Barcelona's signings, where they've actually spent money and it's paid off, you got to go back to what? Suarez. Suarez, then before that, David Villa. Um, before that, Piquet. 
like where they've actually bought a Rakitic. player in. Rakitic did what he had to do, but he was he was never unbelievable, was he? He was very reliable, very he, reliable. He scored the odd big goal, six, seven him. out of ten every game. He was no yeah. no frills, was no, he? Oh yeah, you're right. right. Like their transfer policy hasn't been that great. I mean, we've spoke about it in the past. They let Samuel Eto'o go, who's made for Barcelona's style of play. Bring in Zlatan. That was such a weird transfer. Yeah, and they got fucking bummed in that deal. It was forty million plus Etu for Ibrahimovic, and at the time, there's an argument. Wasn't where... it fifty million? Either way, because I'm sure but... the article was like the fifty million pound man. I don't know, but either way, like a straight swap at the time was good enough because <laughs> Ibrahimovic plus all that money was not better than Etu. Well, look what Etu done the season after. He's the only man to do that, isn't he? What? Like, um, win a treble with one club. Then go and win another one with another. Yeah, in another league, yeah. Remember he signed for Everton? And it like yeah. the whole thing was like, they bought out a song saying like, you signed Lambert, we signed Samuel too. And then like, he left for Sampdoria in January. Yeah, and then he told Lukaku, if you want to grow, you need to leave Everton. Like, Fucking hell, that's heavy though. Typical Everton, wasn't well, they're on the rebuild now, aren't they? And I know we spoke about it last night, but you've got to stick with Ancelotti, like, you know, yeah. come what may. The only thing for us is, and, and not Liverpool, but like me and you, our opinions, you talk about Ancelotti, you talk about Rafa, and you talk about Mourinho, and have they proved it in this decade, you know what I mean? Like, can, can they transition into modern football? Because they are very much managers of the, of the, the early 2000s, aren't they? Yeah and, yeah, and onwards. Obviously, Mourinho's won shit with uh, easy clubs. You know, he's had the money. He's had Ronaldo. He's won shit. He'll always have Inter and Porto, won't he? That yeah. he can point to. I mean, for yeah. the treble and the, Inter know. with the treble, yeah. But at the same time, so fucking hell, what a squad they had. You know what I mean? It wasn't oh, yeah. like they were a pauper. But no, what he done and the way, like you know, he 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 done the robbery over Barca and, and or over Pep and. You know, the players he had there. I'm sure Diego Melito only played one season there and he scored like 28 goals that season. It was about a few months ago because Sky kept putting content out, you know, from like yesteryear because of the lockdown. Mm. And that final was on there buying an Inter from 2010 and he just took the piss, Melito. Yeah, he was on fire, wasn't he? At the time, like, the 2010 World Cup was coming up and Argentina's forwards were about like... six strikers. They, they had Higuain, Melito on form. Lavezzi, Messi, Aguero. Yeah. Like, it was like fucking hell, lad. Like, has there ever been a better attacking group of players in an international side? Not not in that, not in a specific position, but it's... There, there probably has for someone like Italy in the 70s or someone, but not that not, not that I can remember. Well, it's, it's tough when you've got that many players in the position. Like, if you look at Chelsea now or even United, they've got too many midfielders and they're trying to squeeze square pegs into round holes, aren't yeah. they? They've got like Ziyech and Havertz and Janinho mm -hmm. and... You know not what? Not Janinho, Jorginho and Kante and... put that out there to the fans. If anyone can come up with a better attacking line, a squad depth thing, you know, not like the starters than Argentina in 2010, then put it in the comments. No, it's... Yeah, you'll struggle. That was a... That France... Was some strike force. France have had a few, haven't they? Well, don't be giving people answers, lad. Let them fucking yeah. find them the, themselves. The thing with Argentina is they've always had... Um, dodgy defenders haven't they and yeah. they're a bit like holland traditionally holland have had a great midfield and a great attack but a bad defense yeah i mean even when holland had like japstam van bronkhorst at right back wasn't it um the defense just never never good enough to get them over the line no and we're well with us with england 
we had like just talking about Argentina's line, you know, mid nineties to early noughties, we had a fantastic selection of strikers we could have picked from mm. for England. You had like Alan Shearer, Fowler, Andy Cole, yeah. Rooney, Owen, Sheringham, Les mm. Ferdinand. Fucking hell, the list goes on. Chris Sutton was English, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. I'm not sure whether he got caps for another country, but like we had, I mean, they were all, some of them were yard dogs, weren't they, to be fair, but. Oh, there's a lot of goals in there. Though, a lot of goals, natural yeah. Natural finishes, you know, Fowler in particular. Even like later on, as, the, as some of them players kind of retired, we still had like Jermaine Defoe, Darren Bent. We had those 20 a season, even if they played for Charlton, they were yeah, getting yeah. 20 a season. Yeah. Strikers in, in the team. Um, this game hasn't really took off, has it? We're watching Palace and Leicester as we He's speak. Onside, like, oh, oh my God. Is that Zaha? Yeah. Yeah, Wilfred. Oh, he was offside in the end. We were you debating this out, yesterday. Because the offside rule now where you have to wait until the play is stopped. It, we just think it's a bit ridiculous because... It like cause injuries. Yeah, say you're bombing it after a, a, a PC forward and you pull a fucking hamstring or something. Then, you know, what, what is the point? Do you know what I mean? Like, or someone might two-foot you. Yeah, someone just goes in on a, on a heavy lunge. I think... Um, I think for us, Liverpool, everyone's back now, other than Virgil, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. we need to stop talking about injuries at the club. Like, I know we've had our, our fair share this year, and I've never known anyone to have that many injuries, but other than Van Dyke being fit, we are there or thereabouts. And Carragher published an article on Sky, either last night or this morning, saying we must sign in January. A centre-half, what do you think of that? Yeah, I agree with him. Um we do need a centre-back. It's like, you look at that, Matip goes off last night, the go-to's Reese Williams, although he looks the part for what he currently is, it's not reliable enough, is it? Like you said, if no. we had a Lovren, but consistent, that'd be perfect. Not a world-beater, yeah, but just someone who can fit in, like, a bit of a Ben Me, but not even a, a, as good as Ben Me. You know, what? just someone reliable who isn't going to do anything um, crazy. I don't know if I said it to you, but I definitely said it to someone. I would have signed, signed Vertonghen on a free. Who he, did he go to? Back to no, Belgium? Or no, somewhere? he went to some... Oh, fuck's sake. I'll have to find out who it is. I forgot who it is. Oh, no, you're right. Don't I remember he was, up, he was up for grabs for free. Spurs didn't want to re-sign him. And you think, he's a Belgium international. He was captain in Spurs and Belgium last year. Like, surely to God. Well, he can play as well, that. can he? Yeah, he's like, a great baller. Ajax Academy, been at Tottenham for years. Benfica he went to. See, that's not a bad move. That'll and he's be, 33. That'll be because they let um, Diaz go in it, yeah. I think. Like, he's obviously not over the hill at 33, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, you get 18 months out of him, wouldn't you? He's, he'd, he'd be fit for 15, 20 games a season. And, like, and not only that, natural left footer. is a reserve captain, effectively, as well, yeah. if you needed a leader. But you'd have that balance of the natural yeah. left footer on that side, because Verge plays left side at centre-back with his right foot, mm. so the pitch is open. Vertonghen would play that side, and you'd have Fabinho on the yeah. right next to him. It's always a bonus to have a naturally left-footed centre-back in football. Like, I don't know why. Well, I probably would know why I ever thought about it, but it just is, isn't it? And people seem to make more of a meal if you've got two left-footed centre-backs, but not two right-footed. Yeah, why I mean, is that? I don't know why that is. Probably because it's a bit more rare, I suppose. But we had Daniel Agger, obviously, didn't we? And mm. his fitness just let him down. Like, he was top top quality. 
people spoke about Rolls Royces then. Like no yeah. one was ever talking about how good Daniel Aga was as at playing out from the back and how cultured his left peg was. Yeah, yeah. And he scored some big goals and some big games. Remember that finish against Chelsea? Oh yeah, great. And he, finish. it was like a proper striker's finish, wasn't it? Inside the box. It's probably because there's less versatility with an, a left footer. You'd think like. You think of a right footer, they just seem to be more adaptable with the weaker foot, whereas someone like, let's say, Giggs, for example. Or Risa. Yeah, it is yeah. just left foot, left foot. And even though the left foot is um, well, you fantastic. Do you always say my left foot, don't they, as well, for for those fucking type of players? But yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, we can't all be gifted with two feet like myself, but... um, you got to be a good player, though, for it to matter. <laughs> when I've played centre-back, I'd prefer to play on the right side. But whenever we play, like... When we play with our John, he just makes me play on the left. Yeah. But I would always rather play on that side because I think it's easier to pass the pitches open, your body's open well, to the pitch. If especially if you beat your marker. If yeah. you just beat your marker in one move, beat the press, that's where you know I've got the whole pitch to aim at. That's it. But I yes. would, I don't know who I'd go for. Like there must be players available, like at do you know the way we signed, like, um, obviously it's a bit random, but we signed that Andy Lonergan, didn't we, that goalie last year? Yep. And he didn't get any medals or nothing, because he, he would have got participation medals that the club get made. Yeah, yeah. But he's gone, like, wow, like, how amazing, like, I've had a season of a lifetime at Liverpool. Mm. There'll be centre-backs out there that are, are that are free agents that could come in and do a job. Stephen Cork. I was going to say, yeah, we used to play him up front at one point. Yeah. Like, Klopp played him as a battering ram. Jesus Christ, they were dark days. I know. But there must be, like, the oh, yeah, just had a chance there for, for these, but there's got to be someone available that wouldn't cost a lot of money to come in and just do the job. Yeah, let us know in the comments, like, who's a patchable centre-back? When I say patchable, you know, like, putting a patch over a wound, like, yeah, who can just come in and do a job for 6 to 18 months? It all yeah. depends, doesn't it? With with a player like that, you just go, yeah, we're, we're not after a resale value, we're mm. paying five to 15 million sound, and you just accept it, but surely they've got to be looking at that, because I know we all love Klopp, and he's got faith in the kids and stuff, but Carragher was saying in our article, that position, the youngsters will make mistakes, yeah, because they're inexperienced, and when you've got Fabinho, who we were waxing lyrical about yesterday, for how brilliant he is as a centre-back, you've got to have an established centre back teaching a kid the ropes like Gomez Van Dijk, do you know what I mean? Like that's the that's the setup you want, isn't it? Oh yeah. When you're trying to bring through a young centre half. Yeah. You don't want a makeshift centre half teaching a lad who was in what was he in the North the Northern Conference last season. Yeah, Kidderminster. It's good it's good, like obviously he's come on and said to you the night he came he did come through the Academy. Mm. It wasn't a case that we bought him from there, but I don't know. I don't. I can't really think top of my head who I'd, who I'd consider. There aren't many. Like I put this on one of the groups the other week. Take Van Dyke out the league. Who's the best centre back? Head and shoulders. No one is. And you're scratching your head. If you say Laporte, it's like yeah, you're probably right. But he's but always he can't in- stay fit, can he? He's always injured, and mm. he's not at that Van Dyke level anyway. You, there's an argument where the game's moved on and it's so attacking based now, it is harder to defend. And that is the case. But I think if you put Carragher, Terry, Sol Campbell in this era, a fit Ledley King, you would noticeably see how good they still are. Yeah. It's not just about the game's evolved. Centre-backs, defenders have gotten worse as a consequence of the last 10 years. The consistency of a centre-back has dropped. Yeah. But it's it's like you were saying... It's because the fullbacks have to get up there so high. 
Oh, like, yeah. if Jamie Carragher didn't have Steve Finnan sat next to him, you know, Finnan was an attacking fullback. He, he'd get balls in the box. Yeah. But he was like, you know, he's not like a Trent. Mm. Sometimes Trent doesn't even pretend to get back. I know. You know, he just goes and stays. And then on that right side, we concede so many goals because Salah's not the best defensively. Whereas on the left-hand side, when Verge is fit, you've got Verge, Robbo, and Mane. Yeah. Not on goals down that side, ever. Who, you don't even try. Who's our dedicated splitter? Like, when the full-backs bomb on, is, Henderson, it, is it Henderson? Yeah. yeah. Henderson drops into me, the back, back he, is two that, or three. Even when Fabinho's fit and we've got a full defence and he's in midfield, is it always Henderson still? If Fabinho would dip in, but like he's not as good with the ball as no, Henderson no, is. No. So his passing range is quite poor at times. He's got a great long lofted pass and he's had assists from that, like where he's got straight over the last line. Of the, was that a pen there? Tiago would be the best, wouldn't he, at that? Yeah. Like, when they're all fit. He could just drop into the six and dictate the, dictate the play, but a player that hasn't even played two ninety minutes and we're missing him is strange. Yeah, it is a pen. Oh, it is a pen, yeah. Penalty to Leicester, Ianacho. We'll give it to you live. Put it in, lad. He looks confident. He's got a steely look in his eye. Well, he's a relaxed guy, isn't he, Ianacho? Vardy's, Vardy's made up on the bench. Oh, fucking pen, lads. <laughs> you should have seen his little chavvy face there. <laughs> Inacho stepping up, less footed. He's a bit of Jorginho. Oh. Stuttering the run off. Oh, save! Hell. What a save, though. Yeah, a good save. Guita, high to his left. on these pens. Fernandez, Jorginho, that stupid hop. Fuck off, lad. Yeah. It doesn't do anything. No, just have your, strike your penalty with conviction. I mean, he hit the ball well enough, but he's done a stuttered run up and then. Guita has got up high to his to his left hand side to make the save. It was a good penalty save yeah. as opposed to a bad strike. Actually, no. When you look at the central. replay, it was pretty central. So that ignore shit, the last that. thirty seconds of it. But yeah, poor, poor, poor penalty. <laughs> Vardy's on the bench now. Like chat shit, get banged, you not sure. <laughs> I was. Um, have you seen his pre-match drink? Or his oh ritual? yeah, it's pre-match lean. It's yeah, it's something like four espressos and two Red Bulls. And it's um, const- apparently he just listens to house music, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm stereotyping him here, but you know what Gabber is? No. Oh, it's this music, but it's like, I'm not going to attempt to do it, but anyone out there, just um, have a listen to Gabber and think of Jamie Vardy's pre-match ritual and you'd be like, Steve was exactly right. I can imagine Vardy doing this with headphones on. Imagine it just like out loud in the dressing room, though. Like you'd have like Soyuncu, like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like you'd just be, it's strike that. that. Oh, oh sorrow. Evers. <laughs> Lucky lad. His dad was a footballer, you know. Soyuncu? Harvey Barnes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Uh, there's an injury. I always see Perez's down. I'd have him or us. Not that you get in the team, but he's a bit of a club player, isn't he? Like Harvey Perez. Barnes. Oh, Barnes, yeah. You know, future type thing and... No, he is. And to, to um, Rogers' credit, he has bought through players like that. Like, he gives them the chance. Like, um, they spent, was it 25 million on Madison? Yeah. And it was, yeah. was it Norwich? J-Mads. Yeah, they bought them from Norwich. Fucking hell. Steno's them all. By, I don't by like Madison, name. by the way. I don't like him. You liked them when he come up, though? I liked them at Norwich. You can compare said, him to Ronaldo? I said, keep an eye out. I was comparing him to the United Ronaldo, um, just for any before anyone goes, what? Like, and starts overreacting. <laughs> you watch um, J-Mads. At, um, <laughs> J-Mads just though. watch a bit of J-Mads and watch him at Norwich. And tell me that's not Cristiano Ronaldo in his early United days. 
you know, pace. Why is he playing wide? All over, lad, but a bit of pace, skill. You know, the way he carried himself. It was very similar to Ronaldo. It's more the confidence thing. And he is he is a skillful player, Madison. But he still does it at this level in the league, but not as much as he did for Norwich in the Championship, which is to be expected. Yeah, oh shit, Palace are in here. That was great play. Brilliant by... play from Wilf. Is he going to score? No, he just fell much. over. He took an interception. Well, His long. career's gone on it. Like, he's probably lost that big move. He's, yeah, he's he's at Palace now. And part of it, you you, you know, you think it's good, don't you? Like, you, it's nice to see someone stay at, like, the local club. And, you know, he is a talisman there. But you, you think back to when Everton signed Balassi and you think, why didn't they sign Zaha mm. at that time? Like, I know they, well, I think they went in with 70 million for Zaha last year, you know. Oh, and then on the you. last day of the season, they panicked and signed a Wobie who was just utter poo. You might be right, yeah. I'm not, I'm not often wrong, but yeah. it's in, it is an interesting season. And I think Klopp's already said, hasn't he, if we win the league this year, which I do think we will, just put my neck on the line. Then he said it'll be the biggest achievement of his life because, you know, there's how difficult it's been. And it's been hard for everybody. But when you, we were talking to Paul yesterday and he was saying there's four or five teams that are trying to win games. The rest of the league are trying not to lose. Yeah, that's shit. Great point. And when you come up against that, it's it's so difficult to be at the top of the table and to win games. Because when you're playing teams like Tottenham, Arsenal, Everton, and they're coming not to lose. Like, we used to play Arsenal and it'd be a fucking gunslinger match. 4-0, 5-4, like, Arshavin scoring four. Like, you just didn't know he was going to win them games and they were brilliant to watch. And now they come and they just play six at the back. And that's testament to where we are. But then you've got to look at teams like Fulham that are brave and that have tried to, to, to take points off the bigger teams. It was like Norwich last season when they went down, they didn't stop playing, and that's stupid to a degree. But when you're Arsenal, you know, United, like United under Mourinho, anyone under Mourinho are not trying to win. Yeah, yeah. They're really not. Well, Arsenal, like, have spent 70 mil on Pepe and then... The thing is, I've always said with them over the years, they've, um, it looks to be like they've actually put round pegs in round holes. They've done the right thing. Then the players have arrived and they're just shite. Well, that, yeah, like, like they signed Leno. They signed that Gabriel this season. He had one game. Everyone was saying yeah. Arsenal have answered their problems. And then there was a big debate. Like, I think Arsenal had beaten United. Arsenal beat United this year. Yeah, yeah. Old Trafford. So Arsenal beat United and all the pundits were waxing lyrical. And Micah Richards and Tim Cale were on the panel with Roy Keane. And they were going on about Arsenal. And Tim Cale was obviously right up Arteta's ass. And he's like, you can see what Micah's trying to do. And all that. I don't know what accent that was. But um, he was oh, saying... Oh, <laughs> He was saying all that. And Roy Keane was just like, do me a favour, Tim. Like, yeah. he was like going off on him saying... Basically, Arsenal are crap. They've come to Old Trafford and done nothing and just won because United were poor. Yeah. And he was saying, like, yeah, Arsenal, the people are going on like they've got some identity. Look where they are in the league, lad. They're 10 points off Champions League already. 10 points already from the top four. Well, that's gone, in it? Yeah, it's gone. The best you can hope for is a top 10 finish. That's Arsenal we're talking about, though. I know, I know. Do you know what I mean? And they've spent money, as you've said. Theirs hasn't come overnight, though. This has been banging on the door for like 10 yeah. years. I mean, look at Wenger and how much they wanted Wenger out. There was one season he finished fifth and he still won the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, 
Fucking hell, the grass isn't always greener. No, that's true. They probably did need to move on, but... Well, maybe keep him there, though, in a capacity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get him in the back room, you know, let him teach Arteta the ropes or or whoever it is that that comes in. we done it with Rafa. It got to the point where it was like, oh, well, top four and getting to Champions League finals isn't enough anymore. Yeah. So we fucked him off and look what happened to us for like 10 years. Well, we dipped that second year, didn't we? Yeah. And then we fucked him off. Um, Should have kept him for another year, maybe. Oh, he, he had a bit of um, a dispute, though, didn't he? The ownership was going downhill with Hicks and Gillette. Yeah. And he had all these analogies, like, I want a couch, but he got me a lampshade. <laughs> he couldn't get the players he wanted and all that, so he fucked off. Well, he, Torres was saying that, weren't he? Like, they made me promises that they were going to sign this player and that player. And then Alonso left and Mascarano left and, well, in the other way around. And he was like, and then I was sat there thinking, like, the players they're bringing in. They're not, we were close and now we're miles away. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, yeah, you can say all that, mate, but you still went to Chelsea, do you know what I mean? And That's testament though, it's way more important keeping your good players than signing. Yeah. Like good players, because that shot us in the foot a couple of times, that letting players go after we've just nearly won the league. Well, with the Coutinho situation at the time, you know, we were in a good place and no one wanted them to go nevertheless, but if we didn't sign Coutinho, we don't sign Alisson, we don't sign Virgil. Oh yeah. So... That's why we won the league, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, with us as well, it's like, if Mane was to get injured for a few games, we can still win a match 4-0. Yeah. You know, we're not that reliant on a particular attacking player because the style is so overloading and um, overcrowding for the opposition. Well, it talks to your point about DCL yesterday. Like, I know you're a big fan of it, Calvert-Lewin, and... He's always had it. You can always see that he's had it. And everyone's like, well, Duncan's got a grip of him now and he's more aggressive. And yeah, that's fair enough. And you can see that in his game. Best leap in, in Europe. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't seen anyone better, but... I showed you that effort yesterday. And I, what, go and watch it if you haven't seen it. But if he scores this goal against Chef U, I think that's goal of the season. So he's hit it too well, hasn't he? Yeah. If he cuts across it and scuffed it a bit more, it probably hits the net. But, but that's... um you know, confirming his leap, because he leaps to get up onto yeah. his chest and sets himself. Oh, Palace nearly scored, but my, my, my whole point with that is, and I said it to you, it's too difficult a way to win a game, and it's the same with Tottenham. You're trying for this one specific thing all the time, get the ball into to DCL, he'll get it under, get it in the air, let him fight for it. You can't, well, what if he's injured? Oh, yeah. Who's going to well, come in? Like Fucking sent Like you said on WhatsApp, football shouldn't be that difficult. Shouldn't like, be. He's going into every game knowing I've got a 90-minute battle on me. Yeah, here. every game he's With got a fight. And two centre-backs, like maybe three in some games, depending on the formation of the opposition. Say you're like going up against, obviously this is a couple of seasons ago, but say that's your game and you're going up against Robert Huth and Wes Morgan in that yeah. Leicester season. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Can you be arsed with that? No, I know. You like, I need some support. Yeah. It's a full-on battle. Like, do you need to get players higher up the pitch and have players spinning off his runs? Yeah. You've got quality in that side. Play like you have. Stop playing like shitbags and, and try and win games as, as opposed to not losing them. And Everton will be sitting there saying, like, what are you chatting? We're second in the league. Yeah, you are, but you're not. It's if that makes time, sense. It's every time we step up, the revert back. They revert to type, don't they? Where it's they're playing City tomorrow, yeah. they won't come and play against City. Is it not today? Oh, yeah, today. So they won't stamp their authority on how they play at home to. They'll um, just try and West stop Brom. City. Yeah. 
it's all about, yeah, stopping City. Like, there's a team here with better players, a better plan than ours. We'll have to react to how they play. But you've spent half a billion. You've got one of the best managers since the 2000s. Go and play your own fucking game now. Well, they like, haven't got an identity. That's yeah. what you were saying yesterday. And we were saying, how how long do you say someone a club is building? Because they've been building since Moyes. And they've had to reconstruct and deconstruct a few times. And it, it hasn't quite clicked. And under Martinez, they had a style of play. Under Moyes, they had a style of play. It was very fast-paced, aggressive wing play. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so hard. I hated playing the Tim Cahill, Pienaar Baines, Yeah, well, Moyes I said the other day, that was Pienaar horrible. Baines left side, like, I don't think there's many better left sides in Premier League history than that. No, it's definitely right up there. Like, at least top three. Yeah, like, just the, that connection they had. They didn't have it on the right side. The only one like that I said, had... the right fullback was Tony Ibbett, So, But the Baines and Pienaar, like... It was tele- telepathy. The only one I'd say top of my head was outright better was Ashley Cole Perez. But that's only because they won shit. Well, that's it, innit? Do you know what and, I mean? You know, Cole's a better defender than Baines, but Baines is so much better than Cole in other Baines attributes. Baines was like, um, I know it sounds odd, but he was a proper modern-day left-back. Um, I know yeah. he's only just retired, but I'm talking like 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. One of the first, Wayne, to play as you do now. He could have went to anyone in Europe yeah. at, at, at a point. He was that good, like in Baines. He had his injury issues, which was a shame, but just to go to my point with Evan, what's their identity now? Like, what was it under Silva? What was it under Koeman? You know, mm. you've, you've got a manager there who's renowned for his defensive capabilities. He's done jobs on Liverpool in the past. He's done jobs on everyone in the past at every club he's been to. But I don't think that's enough for Evan. And that yeah. United game the other day, United were there to be beat. Well, it's every time they step up in it, like we just said, the... They play a better team than them. They're probably not winning. Mm. They do beat teams like that, but they don't make it easy. No, it's it. The under they are doing well. You know, you've got to give them the due. But as you say, half a billion spent for managers in however many years. Players coming in, coming out. Chief, that you know, directors of football. Like, there's got to be a point where you go. This is Everton. This is how we play. Wonder, and we're sticking to it. I wonder if Fat Joe's corruption on forcing contracts is linked to the stadium. Like well, he was trying out. to get the taxpayer to pay for the fucking stadium, weren't he, for a while? Yeah. The Liverpool taxpayer will foot some of the, co- the, con- uh, the, the costs. Didn't foot the costs for fucking the Anfield extension, did he? That shouldn't be the case, though, when you've got a rich billionaire private owner. Well, he was under investigation through Panorama. I know. It's supposed to be... Isn't he Usmanov's account? Usmanov's fella, yeah. Something like so that. So there was all that controversy, weren't there? Who would have known there'd be corruption with a Russian and an Iranian? <laughs> I know. And a fat chippy tits from uh, Liverpool, but best nickname ever, chippy tits, isn't it? Yeah. Do you call him Sam Allardyce chip? <laughs> <laughs> Do you call him Sam chippy tits yesterday in the cabbage? Fuck oh. off, chippy tits. That's all I could hear. But it is. It's, a, it's, in, it's an interesting season and... Um, City aren't quite there yet. We're not quite there yet. I still think if it wasn't City play, there's no one better. To be honest with you, I think when City play at the best, they're still better than us to watch. Yeah, well, I do. On blob, like the players that you've got in it, um, you forget who the, like, Mares gets into any side in the world. And he's just it. like yeah. a squad player for them. Yeah, like, it sounds stupid saying that, like, Mares gets into any side in the world, but you know, Barca, Real, he gets into them at the minute. Yeah. Real, I've got a couple of good wingers in him, Vinicius and Rodrigo. I don't know if you've seen them. Yeah, yeah, the two Brazilian kids, yeah. But 
like he gets in our side, Maris. I know Salah's like better stats and all that. He scores more, but you could easily play Maris over Salah, just as you could easily play Is Salah better, over Maris. Better dribbler I mean? in Europe in an attacking sense, like. You know, the way he, everyone knows, he's like a shit and messy. Well, he won FPL, um, what is it? Yeah. Player of the year, didn't he, at 16? Well, everyone knows, don't he, what he's going to do. Yeah. But you can't stop it. Yeah. He still gets passion and gets a shot away. Like Iron Robin a bit. Yeah. Like that, you he's know what just he's such a, he's, he's got such a jink in him, in his step, and it's 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 undefendable at times. And But, like I say, their players are better than ours like that, and when they all tick, yeah. they are better than us, you'd say, but... It just show goes to show um styles make fights as they say and we're made to stop them, aren't we? Yeah, We've our, just got it in us. Our, it just yeah, it just shows systemized football is better than um individuals. The, yeah, like that that's the, and that's what Klopp's perfected systemized football. Well, we've been there kryptonite since since forever. Yeah. Haven't we? Whenever we've played City since they've had money. Don't get me wrong, they've took points off us more probably more than we took off them, but over the past few years, they just haven't been able to really well, get they, the better of us they, in the Champions League as well. They've not won at Anfield since 03, have they? Have they not? In all no. comps, yeah. The last time they won, an Elka scored. Oh, yeah. So uh, so the only ground they've got against us is only at their place. And we've still won a few of them. Yeah, that's that's fair enough points. I know, um, like, you've got to just love watching De Bruyne, haven't you? Like, yeah, yeah. Irregardless of who you support. Like, United fans... They must think, fuck's sake, I, I, I hate the fact that they've got him. He's the closest <laughs> I've seen to Gerard, like, since Gerard's retired. He's different, though, isn't he? He's different. He's more classy, and he's less, um, all action. Body language type, yeah, like, De Bruyne's, um, weight of pass is probably a touch better than Gerard's, you know, actually, from any angle, he can yeah. put it onto your foot, as Gerard could, but, you know, I'd rather have Gerard, but... I wouldn't sniff at having De Bruyne anyway. <laughs> I don't think anyone would sniff yeah. at that, would they? But it's, I ju it's just a run, like a bit of a mad comparison, but I'm just saying, like, that's how good he is. He's yeah. the closest I've seen to Gerard in body language and all that since, you know, Gerard's been playing. It's dead surprising that, like, a Madrid or a, or a Bayern or a, a Barca haven't come in for him. More so a Madrid, like, you can just see him in the white of Madrid, couldn't you? Hmm. Yeah, like turning defence into attack. Yeah, in the blink of an eye and then driving. No, he is. He is. He is top level. And this this um podcast or chat or whatever you want to call it, being proper random. Yes, and all over the place. But we said we were gonna we weren't gonna have a topic for the first one back, didn't we? We did. And we just get back into the zone and, and start churning them out. And obviously, we're looking to go video in the future. We're looking to get guests on and things like this. So. If anybody does want to come on and have a chat with us, regardless of who it is, before COVID, we had a few people requesting some um, collabs, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, um, we did, yeah. Different channels as well, and, and obviously just friends of ours and guests that were, were eyeing up, but we're, uh, we're going to put a bit of an assault on it in 2021, so we just kind of wanted to get at least one under our belts and on the air before New Year, didn't we, really? Correct. So I don't know if we're uh, are we done? Are we are we happy to wrap up or are we are we gonna keep rambling on? I'm happy to wrap up. There's not much more else to say really. Well in real time it's Crystal Palace nil, less than nil. Ian Acho's missed a penalty. Yeah, that's fifty five minutes done anyway. Where you go. So Back under the bag. Sound well, we'll see you next time. See you next time, fans. Ta -da, ta -da.
Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be.